are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Thank you for joining us this week. My name is John Clark, and uh, today we're going to be bringing you the music of uh, what I'm calling World Dixie. Uh, there was a recording company called World Transcriptions. It was active all through the 30s, into the 40s, even into the 50s. And what it did was to record various groups, not just jazz bands, but popular groups as well, for uh, broadcast on radio shows, radio transcriptions, they were called. They were larger discs than the usual uh, 10 or 12 inch 78s that uh, were the main conduit for music at the time. Uh, and as I said, they would be sent to various radio stations to provide what was called canned music. And very often uh, they were uh, done with much better sound quality. And we've done various shows over the last few years that included some world transcription sessions. We're going to focus on two, actually three in particular on this show, and they feature some of the great Dixieland musicians of the 1940s. And these were musicians who recorded for Commodore Records. And there was an interesting, if kind of shadowy, uh, connection between Commodore Records and World Transcriptions in about 1943, 44, 45. Uh, the founder and chief producer of the jazz records at Commodore was a fellow named Milt Gabler, who was a very... Uh, innovative and interesting figure in jazz history at the time. He started the great series of recordings by Eddie Condon, but then branched out in Commodore to include things by Lester Young and uh, Billie Holiday and uh, many, many other groups as well, swing groups and uh, more New Orleans-style groups. He had such success that he attracted the attention of Decca Records. Decca was one of the big three recording companies in the 30s and 40s, Decca, Victor, and Columbia. And Decca hired Melt Gabler to come and be a producer, and he did. He produced many sessions uh, in the 1940s for uh, Billie Holiday and many others as well, some of his jazz friends, but also some pop sessions. And Decca bought World Records in 19. 43 and acquired the catalog and started simultaneously issuing sessions uh, on DECA and World. And apparently Milk Gabler continued his association with Commodore because a number of the Commodore sessions that we think of as classic jazz sessions from 1943, 44 or so were redone, basically completely redone on World Records. Different session, occasionally different personnel, but for the most part uh, the same band, sometimes a week later or a week before, and uh, they were issued that way. So they present some interesting kind of alternate versions of the tunes that uh, those of us who are fans are accustomed to hearing on Commodore. So we started out with two recordings by two different bands. We started with uh, the venerable, I guess you'd have to say, That's a Plenty, which was recorded uh, for Commodore uh, on November 27th of 1943. And a week later, on December 3rd, the same band reunited in the World, or the Decca Studios, to record for World. And this was uh, Wild Bill Davison and his jazz band. Wild Bill Davison, the great cornet player from... Uh, Defiance, Ohio, I believe that was where he was born. Uh, well, well placed uh, birthplace there. He was a very forthright player with some interesting personal habits and uh, was usually regarded as a, as a very um, blustery uh, styled player, but he played an excellent lead and he had a very long life too, living from 1906 to 1989 and led quite a few groups. This was right after or soon after he moved to New York from his native Chicago and uh, he was doing Commodore sessions and so forth. 
With the band, uh, or with him in the band, I should say, at the time, in both of these sessions, we have George Brunies, the New Orleans trombone player who came to prominence in the 1920s with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. Pee Wee Russell, the great clarinet player from uh, Oklahoma, who uh, is usually lumped in with the Chicago-style musicians. Gene Schreider, who was the house pianist at Eddie Condon's, and uh, for Eddie Condon for about 20 years. Eddie Condon himself on guitar. Bob Casey on bass. And George Wetling, the great Chicago drummer. A really classic lineup. And as I said, we heard That's a Plenty. We're going to hear the balance of that uh, session uh, coming up in a little while. And then we went uh, on a second tune to Muggsy Spanier and his Ragtimers. Now, Muggsy Spanier was born in 1901. He was a native Chicagoan, and uh, he uh, was considered really one of the great lead cornet players in this style of music. He uh, took his cue not so much from Louis Armstrong, which Wild Bill Davison did, but from Armstrong's uh, mentor, King Oliver, especially in his use of mutes and his way of driving an ensemble. So the Spaniard group recorded for Commodore uh, on April 15th and April 22nd of 1944, a slightly different group each time, but that was preceded uh, on April 6th by a uh, by the same group, or a similar group uh, that recorded for World. And we started out with Sugar, a nice uh, ballad performance introduced by the uh, very underrated player Ernie Cazares on baritone sax. He was a marvelous musician playing clarinet, alto sax, and baritone sax. He and his brother Emilio, who was a violinist, had come from the south, from Texas. Uh, they were of Mexican heritage. And they had a, a small group in the 30s that was reco- recorded a couple of times and also appeared in the Saturday Night Swing Club sessions. Uh, and Ernie Cazares was uh, taken on by a number of big bands and studio groups. He was such a strong musician. He played for Jack Teagarden, played for uh, Glenn Miller for a while as well, but he was known primarily as a Dixieland baritone sax player and occasionally clarinet as well. And uh, with them, with him and this band, of course, was Muggsy Spanier on cornet, Pee Wee Russell again on clarinet, Dick Carey on piano, Eddie Condon again on guitar, Bob Casey again on bass, and Joe Grouso on drums. And this was a band that was playing at Jimmy Ryan's, I believe, at the time. So we're going to move on and play the balance of that Muggsy Spanier session. Um, Typically, for Commodore, they would record four tunes, but uh, for World, they recorded five. And uh, I'm not sure why, but uh, we profit by the extra one. And in this case, the extra tune will be the first tune we hear, which is I Wish I Could Shimmy Like My Sister Kate, a recreation of the arrangement that Spanier had recorded uh, in 1939 for Victor with his original Ragtimers group that featured George Brunus on trombone. After that, we're going to go to uh, Jimmy Noon's theme song, Sweet Lorraine. Nice ballad, walking ballad performance of that. Then a kind of a, a medium tempo foxtrot version of September in the Rain. And then we'll finish up uh, with a rouser, uh, again, featuring quite a lot of Ernie Cazares, uh, George Gershwin's Lady Be Good. And each of these on Commodore was recorded on 12-inch discs, so they were a little longer. Uh, The extra playing time was generally carried over to these world uh, sessions, so we have a slightly longer uh, set here with these four tunes. I Wish I Could Shimmy Like My Sister Kate, Sweet Lorraine, September in the Rain, and Lady Be Good, all by Muggsy Spanier and his Ragtimers. Sweet Lorraine 
So that was Muggsy Spanier and his Ragtimers recording on April 6th of 1944 for World Records. And I'll remind you again, uh, Muggsy Spanier on cornet, Pee Wee Russell on clarinet. In place of a trombone in a traditional Dixieland band, we have Ernie Cazares on uh, baritone sax, a marvelous player. Uh, he played in studio groups and, and touring groups for all the 1940s and 50s. I think he moved back to San Antonio, Texas in the 60s. Uh, played a little while with Jim Cullum's band, I believe. His nephew is Henry Cuesta, who played clarinet with the Lawrence Welk Band for many years. And in addition to them, in the rhythm section, we have Dick Carey on piano, Eddie Condon on guitar, Bob Casey on bass, and Joe Grasso on drums. That was, I think, the house rhythm section at, uh, might have been Jimmy Ryan's or Eddie Condon's at the time. So we heard in that session, in that set rather, I Wish I Could Shimmy Like My Sister Kate, Sweet Lorraine, September in the Rain, and Lady Be Good. And uh, those last three tunes, as well as Sugar, which we heard in the introductory set, were redone for Commodore Records a week or two later. Um, these were very interesting recordings. Clearly they were in the repertoire of the band where they were playing. They had a very well-worked-out arrangements. And uh, Sister Kate, too, was a very uh, organized arrangement because, uh, as I said, Muggsy had recorded that with his original ragtimers for Victor as part of the Great 16, featuring George Brunis in 1939. So we're going to go on now and uh, hear two tunes by the Wild Bill Davison band that I mentioned earlier and a different Muggsy Spaniard group, all recording for World. We're going to start out with a, a tune that uh, had been somewhat forgotten by 1943, that Dada strain. Uh, had been a Dixieland standard, it came back a little bit later, and uh, we're going to end up this four-tune session with the Royal Garden Blues by Spencer and Clarence Williams. And uh, this is, as I said, uh, the Wild Bill Davison Band with George Brunies on trombone, Pee Wee Russell on clarinet, Gene Schreider on piano, Eddie Condon and Bob Casey back again, and George Wetling with, of course, the leader Wild Bill Davison on cornet. And these were done on December 3rd, of 1943. In between those two, we're going to hear uh, I Found a New Baby, another Spencer Williams tune, and a uh, an original blues, the 321 Blues. And both of these were done by Muggsy Spanier and his band. And these were done in November, November 16th of 1943. And for reasons not evident today, they were done in Chicago. This was only a couple of weeks before, well actually this was I guess about a year before Muggsy returned to New York. He was leading a band in uh, Chicago at the time, of course that was his hometown, and this recording captures what I guess was probably a, a, a working band at the time full of Chicago musicians. We have Muggsy of course on cornet, Warren Smith on trombone, he had played with Bob Crosby and other groups, Bud Jacobson, a very interesting Chicago clarinet player who uh, was definitely in the tradition of Pee Wee Russell and especially Frank Teschmacher. He, I don't think, ever really left Chicago. Jack Gardner, also known as Jumbo Jack Gardner on piano. He had played with the Harry James Band. Um, Pat Patterson on bass, who was with uh, Muggsy's original Ragtimers group. And rounding out the band on drums is Frank Rullo. So those are our tunes for this set. Wild Bill Davison and his band with that Dada strain. Muggsy Spanier and his orchestra, I guess at this point. I Found a New Baby and the 321 Blues. And then back to Wild Bill and the Royal Garden Blues.
So some shorter cuts and some longer cuts, all recorded for world transcriptions. And as I said, these were sent out to radio stations, or I guess leased to radio stations, uh, to fill in uh, between shows or to have background music or for whatever purpose I guess the radio station would want. We've played a number of transcriptions in the past, big band transcriptions as well as jazz groups. Uh, world was particularly active in 1943 and 44, and we'll probably be doing some more shows on them coming up. Some great swing era groups led by people like Ben Webster, and um, uh, Red Allen, Jonah Jones, Roy Eldridge, and then some more traditional jazz groups uh, led by Bunk Johnson, uh, Bobby Hackett, and uh, Eddie Condon, as well as some of the groups that we've just heard today. And so quite a lot coming up. We've heard uh, some world transcriptions from the 30s of big bands, Bob Crosby and... Uh, uh, Chick Webb and also uh, John Kirby did quite a few recordings there too. And uh, some other transcription companies included Associated Transcriptions, Standard Transcriptions, Thesaurus. It was quite a, uh, a big business at the time when radio stations were just transitioning from doing all live music to uh, more of a canned music format. And that was an economic thing which riled up the uh, musicians union no end but there was no real answer for that fortunately it did at least give us some live or some uh, recorded uh, versions of musicians and tunes that we wouldn't have had otherwise so happy to have those so we started out with that dada strain and ended up with the royal garden blues featuring uh, Wild Bill Davison and his band with George Brunies playing that very elemental tailgate style of trombone playing that he learned in New Orleans. And as I said, he had played with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. Later on, he went with Ted Lewis's band and then started leading his own bands in the 1940s and 50s. He was a regular on the Dixieland circuit. We had Pee Wee Russell on clarinet on both of these sessions, uh, or two of the three sessions, I should say, uh, playing his own very... Uh, original and idiosyncratic clarinet style that he had honed all through the 20s uh, and then in studio bands in the 30s as well. Very very much his own man all the way. And then a solid uh, swing era rhythm section with uh, uh, Dick, or rather uh, Gene Schroeder on piano, Eddie Condon on guitar, Bob Casey on bass, and George Wetling on drums. So we can imagine that Eddie Condon was really the driving force in this group, especially with the rhythm section. He was uh, uh, had uh, an image of a, a of a happy drunk Irishman on the bandstand and a good frontman and so forth, but he was actually quite a good musician who was renowned for his knowledge of chords, uh, and he didn't put up with uh, poor chords or poor chord choice, and uh, he would correct things as as they went. And many players who played with him really sang his praises as a, as a rhythm section player and as a leader. So in between that Dada strain and the Royal Garden Blues, we heard uh, the Muggsy Spanier group uh, doing two tunes that they recorded in Chicago in November of 1943. We heard I Found a New Baby and an extended version of a blues, the 321 Blues. And this was a Chicago-based group I guess Muggsy was playing with out there at uh, wherever he was in Chicago at the time, at the end of 1943. Him on cornet, of course. We have Warren Smith on trombone playing some good tea garden-influenced trombone playing. Bud Jacobson, an interesting clarinet player, recorded for Signature around this time, too. He recorded in the 1930s, had that kind of spiky, acid clarinet tone that uh, he derived from the example of Frank Tushmacher, especially, but a little bit from Pee Wee Russell, I suppose, as well. In the rhythm section, we had uh, Jumbo Jack Gardner on piano, Pat Patterson on bass, and Frank Rello on drums. And... Uh, a good workaday rhythm section there that was playing a lot of Chicago club dates, I expect, at the time. So some interesting playing, some interesting uh, sidelights to Muggsy Spanier's career. 
So we're going to finish up with two tunes on this World Transcription Day uh, that was the balance of the Wild Bill Davison date. I don't know why exactly. The Muggsy Spaniard tunes were all fairly long, um, three and a half to four minutes, and the Wild Bill Davison tunes were, on the other side, quite short, usually about a little over two minutes, even shorter in some cases than the Commodore recordings that he made uh, right before that. So we're going to hear the same band that I mentioned earlier on Just Squeeze Me, which was a takeoff on a, on a dirty song from the 1920s called The Boy in the Boat. And uh, no vocal on here, but some very good playing, especially by Pee Wee Russell, as we might expect. And then we're going to finish up with the Kid Ori Standard, the Muskrat Ramble. And uh, this Davison group, especially... Uh, the one recording here, as well as the one that recorded for Commodore, the identical group, was really renowned for its ensemble playing. Uh, with Davison and uh, Brunies, and even Pee Wee Russell, too, you had three players who really understood Dixieland ensemble playing and some very interesting um, uh, textures going on in the collective, uh, collectively improvised ensembles. Of course, some fine solos as well. So we hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the Jazz Focus. I am John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. And hope you are interested in some more very good jazz, and keep tuning into this program. So for now, we'll say goodbye with Wild Bill Davison and his band, Squeeze Me and Muskrat Ramble. Ha <laughs> ha